Hello, and welcome to episode nine of United by Calcio. Sorry for the delay this week. We were definitely missing last week, uh, weren't we, Robbie? We were. We were. Yeah, missing in action. Uh, I am Christian, one of your hosts, and, uh, well, you just heard Robbie. And I'm Robbie. That's right. <laughs> he is Robbie. That is true. So, yeah, uh, we were missing for a week, had some technical difficulties again, uh, which unfortunately led to uh, our absence. However, we are here. And, uh, well, you know, that's all that matters, right? We're here. Yeah, we are back. That's right. Working on this episode, trying to get this out to you guys. So with that, uh, let's cover, boy, two weeks of action here. A uh, bit, uh, bit of work to do, huh? Oh, yeah. We got a lot to cover. All right. Well, with that, let's get to it then. Uh, let's start off with uh, league, le well, league leading Inter. They were league secondaries for like a second there. For a whole 24 hours, you know? Yeah, you know, it lasted for a little bit. As a Juve fan, I felt felt good for all of, you know, well, 24 hours. Uh, but, <laughs> but with that, let's examine uh, Inter's matchups from the last couple of weeks. And uh, with that, let's start with Atalanta and yeah. Uh, Inter. Yeah, I mean, we got three matches to cover this whole time. Yep. Um, started off with the two one win against Atlanta. That's right. And it was it didn't really feel like Atlanta were threatening all that much. It felt like Inter were kind of in cruise control. They got the pen. Lataro got a nice goal side netting. And that's when um DeMarco kind of just let uh Lookman take the ball off him and bang, all of a sudden we got ourselves like somewhat of a game. But after that goal, it still felt like Inter were in cruise control. Yep. Atalanta never really truly put pressure on. No. And yeah, I mean, Hakan is one of the best penalty takers in the world. It seems That's like every wrong. game now, at least, Inter keep yeah. getting penalties. The last mm -hmm. three, I looked briefly, I don't know. I don't know if we go farther back that we could find what how many pens but he just scores every time even against the um as all three matches will cover salzburg atlanta and frosinone he had a penalty and scored yeah. all three yeah he does uh, <laughs> and even on the frosinone one i was like hmm, he's gone left the goalkeeper's <laughs> right right uh, but the last two times is he gonna keep going there and nope yeah. moretti went that way and he went the other um but some people just have that knack for scoring penalties, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, etc. Oh, absolutely. And 100%. Hakan certainly has that. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely uh, is the re uh, more reliable penalty taker uh, between him and uh, Lautaro. Uh, Lautaro is not as uh, as 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 good as he likes no. to think, perhaps, uh, no, no, on no. that front. But then again, he doesn't have to be good at everything. I mean, he's already given you guys what you know. How many goals at this point is it? You know, 13? Yeah, what does he have? 13? Yeah, he I is... think it was 13, right? 12, he has 12 goals. 12, 12 goals. Okay. Never mind. For so, yeah, Serie with a, he's but doing yeah, enough. Like He's doing enough. He's, you know? He just can't stop scoring. No, he can't, which is fantastic for you guys because obviously, I mean, I think it's reflected, right? I mean, you know, we talk about uh, a lot about Juve and how Chiesa and Vlaovic go is how Juve go, right? Mm -hmm. I think with Inter, you could argue same thing. Uh, how Lautaro goes is how Inter goes to an extent. 
Uh, and yes, I'm not undermining uh, Hakan Chalanolu's role in that naturally because he's he's a heart of that team. But Dautaro is is incredibly important to that front line. Without him there, if let's say you throw in, I don't know, give me a random name off the top of my head, Samardzic, not that he's the same kind of player, you wouldn't ha- you wouldn't have the same kind of dynamic uh, player in that role dynamic play in that role rather sorry so given that i mean lautaro is is really coming into his own hopefully he can keep this up past the winter uh where's where he sort of usually uh, goes to sleep but i think you guys have to be thankful right now your whole team seemingly firing on all cylinders yeah i mean the biggest thing for me like yes lautaro is consistently scoring right now which is huge Mm -hmm consistency is always his his struggle he always gets hot and then all of a yeah. sudden he gets cold for a month like you said in exactly. january and if he can get through that yeah sky's the limit he can score 30 plus goals if he stays consistent which would be remarkable i'd take 20 to 25 um <laughs> but yeah yeah marcus drum is massive for this team and i feel like he gets less credit because of how well lataro is doing um, but really the dribbles, 100%. the, the passing also getting goals. Mm-hmm. He's just been an unbelievable free transfer. And if Inter really wanted, they could sell him on for a lot of money. Absolutely. Um, hopefully they don't. I'd love to <laughs> keep him. Um, but unfortunately, yeah. if you, if you pay attention to Inter's moves over the last few seasons, I don't know. I wouldn't hold your, uh, I know. Wouldn't hold your uh, I know. hopes there. <laughs> <sighs> Sigh. I but know, yeah, I, I mean, know. like with Lotaro, like mm-hmm. he didn't start against Salzburg. He had no. Alexis. Um, right. And yeah, it wasn't the same. It no, was a grind it out. And then he comes in and okay, you look a little exactly. bit different. He looks more threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, the players going forward look more threatening. Yeah, um, and then, absolutely. And then against Frosinone, uh, you don't even need Lotaro. You just have DeMarco scoring yeah. from his own half, basically, which is probably yeah. the best goal of the season. I, I like mean, we could just award him that now. That was the craziest goal, one of the craziest goals I've ever seen in my life. Like he doesn't even yeah. take a touch. The pass comes in. Yeah. He just lets it ride. He takes a quick look up. He sees Taram back post, and he has Moretti, who's not even that far off his line. No. Like, there's been times when, like, oh, okay, it is obvious to do a chip right here. Right, right. That was not obvious. And he just smoked it right on the line. If he hit that a little less powerful, Marathi gets Mm -hmm. a hand on it. If he hits it a little bit more, it's Mm -hmm. over the bar. Like, what a goal. I mean, this is not the first time, let's be honest, that DiMarco scold. Uh, scored a golazzo by the way this is not like the first time he, he's very familiar with this idea he loves to just let it loose from ridiculous angles he really just he constantly wants to end up on highlight reel obviously he he's quite quite uh fond of the highlight reels uh i don't blame him because we've all been there okay we've all been there we've all had that like beautiful shot and you're like this is once in a lifetime for me this is it but if this man just keeps doing that every single week, it feels like he keeps on trying. And I mean, every week I, I look at him, he keeps that that leg of his. I mean, wow, what a 
a powerful shot. Uh, it's impressive. I mean, really. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, yeah, there's just not much more to say. It's just, it was pure class that oh, absolutely. not many people can, not many players could do. And no, it just, no, not at all. Like, and all the reactions of the players were exactly how everyone should have reacted. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh, did that actually just happen? Yeah. And then he just yeah. goes up to the stands and is like, yes, right. I am your king now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I'm guessing you were looking at that and saying, yeah, you know, that's fair. You yeah. are my king. Yes, I, I must. I was on my hands and knees. We are not worthy. <laughs> we are not worthy. I can picture that right now. Yes. I can picture that right now. Yes. Um, yeah, this is Inter's not a cult at all, is it? Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I feel like Serie A is a, a holy, uh, just, a, just a cult, <laughs> one big cult. But anyways, uh, jokes aside, that was a, I mean, that was a beautiful goal. That, that was a kind of goal that yeah, I'm sure every professional uh, dreams of having. I mean, this is, it's akin to, do you recall when Bla, uh, Ibramovic, uh, Ibrahimovic, I'm sorry, Ibrahimovic came to uh, MLS, right? And he had that ridiculous in- introduction into the MLS, uh, Forever Will Live On. Yeah, got uh, subbed on, hit the volley over yeah. against LAFC. That was El a little Rafiko. different. Yeah, exactly. That was a little different. But but still, it sort of gets a point across of like the the moment, the kind of uh, you know uh, the weight of that kind of uh, a goal. And yes, this is Frosinone, um, but nonetheless, it hell of a goal. Um, and then your boy Chalanolu came through, solid, got the pen. End of story. Nothing else. I mean, this you know, honestly, I would love, I would love. To have my, like, sort of the engine of my midfield be this boring. Fantastic. Just predictable every time, gets it. Just, I don't, nothing fancy, just do it. Just gets it done. That's it. He's great. And you know what? Gotta love it. I mean, this is now three key victories, what I would say is for, for Inter, because Juve, we are chasing your tails. We are right at your heels. I mean, this is a back and forth swapping positions so that is more important than ever is it not this consistency i mean that's a great segue for juve inter have won five in a row and they are all systems go juventus have won five in a row Mm -hmm. all systems go that's right all leading for a head-on collision um but yeah and like we say a lot on this podcast the skedaddle race is always about making sure you get expected points when you're exactly. when you're playing lesser teams you have to win you do it, the titles you aren't do. it's more often than not titles are mm-hmm. decided against the lesser teams than the big games because mm-hmm. most times the big games just wash out one gets a win the other gets a win or it's That's right. it's really not that big of a difference but if you start dropping points teams that you shouldn't yeah people are going to teams are going to create that gap Absolutely. So it's crucial for both Inter and Juventus to just keep pace, just keep winning. I, I mean, you know, I have to, I have to give it to uh, Allegri because uh, he is currently keeping us. And I, I know this is going to sound completely ridiculous, but 
he is single-handedly, I think, the reason why we are playing as well as we're playing currently. Um, I never thought I'd, I'd say these words, and I'm sure you're thinking, like, what, what, what's going on? Did, did, are you possessed? And, and maybe I am possessed. It's entirely possible. I'm not sure. Um, but it's hard to argue against the results, right? I mean, you look at this these last few games, and now I'm fully aware we played Verona. We played Fiorentina and Cagliari. You know, two out of out of those three games were against teams that we should have won. Fiorentina, you could argue, we still should win against, right? But this Juve team didn't exactly do this, right? This Juve team specifically had, last season struggled extensively in these kinds of games when they should have won, the games that should have ended up with three points. So the fact that we're able to walk away from these games with three points now as, and don't get me wrong, this does not mean that I'm okay with the way that Juventus is playing right now. This is in no way indicative of how I view this team. This team's got so many flaws, it, it, it drives me nuts. But we are winning. And this is something you pointed out to me when I'm just complaining about you know, everything up and down, not enough goals, not enough chances, not enough consistency. And you remind me and fair, fair enough. You remind me, Hey, you know, you're winning. Just take that and move on. And and that's fair. And that's totally fair. And I think I'm taking that, that positive message from you. Thank you, Robbie, for providing me with a bit of positivity. Yeah. I mean, look, sometimes we have to appreciate both phases of the game and not yes. just the offensive side of the game. I get right. it. Juventus aren't the most high powered offense and are going to over overkill someone. No, but they have six clean sheets in their last seven, eight yes. on the season. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, if you're winning games, that's all that matters. Absolutely. Three points are three points, whether you win five nil or one nil, mm-hmm. Three points are three points. But, Absolutely. like, yes, you may say, like, Inter is playing sexier because they're scoring more goals, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they're only two points clear. It's not like it's a massive gap. No, no, it's not. And, yeah, I mean, they got a win against Cagliari, Fiorentina. Yes, they did. You know, they, they're doing their drop. Fiorentina beating them one nothing. Yes, you'd want more goals because their defense mm-hmm. isn't that strong, but right. holding their offense to zero goals is a real accomplishment. That team yes, is, is a solid team. Absolutely. I mean, they, they also Fiorentina, mind you, dominated that game on on the on the pitch, so to speak. Right. I mean, they they dominated the passing game. It's almost embarrassing when you look at the statistics. Four hundred and forty-six Fiorentina passes to one hundred and seventy-six Juve passes. So there was a disparity there. And and you're right. Like the, this is a high-powered. Fiorentina offense. The ball possession was 68% to 32 uh, for Juve. So uh, they really did hold back because Juve uh, did not really let Fiorentina convert on their 25 total shots in the game, right? They didn't let them get close enough to be able to attempt on on target more often. So you got to give it to them. You're right. Yeah. And for Juventus, it seems like they're doing better than the sum of their parts, or they're doing greater than the sum of their parts. Right. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean. Like their defense is about structure. It's not yes. about 
elite talent. Like they don't have mm-hmm. what they had 10 years ago. That Absolutely. Won all those skid Eddie in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like they're doing exactly like Allegri has them playing such good defense that yeah, Fiorentina had 500 passes basically, mm-hmm. but all those passes were just to try and move Juventus defenders yeah. into positions that make them vulnerable and Juventus never bit. And then, so they oh, were right. taking these outside shots, these yeah. low percentage crosses that led to some headers that just weren't going to be chances in the end because Chesney would just grapple it up. Yeah. And that's part of how Juve are going to win games. Absolutely. It's unfortunate because of, as like, since you're a fan, you know, you want progressive football. You want yeah. exciting football. You don't want to sit there for 90 minutes no. just being like, all right, we're doing nothing. We're just defending for our lives. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It's stressful. It is. It's, of course. Like, I get it. But at the end of the day, three points are three points, and it gets you closer to another Scudetto. They are, and you're absolutely right. I mean, that 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 you definitely, as a UA fan, uh, it's frustrating on one end, but, um, and this is why I'm saying, like, it, Allegri has, he's doing something right. He's still, I don't think he, he's a right manager for the future of this team. However, what he's doing what he can with this team as it is right now. And I do want to shout out one player in particular um, who I, I think has just not been getting much attention because he's statistically not doing what he did last season. And that is uh, Adrian Rabiot. He has been playing consistently very well for us. And he's not really getting much attention, like I said, because, you know, last season he scored, what, 12 goals, I think it was, in all competitions, had like 12 assists. This season he's uh, at one goal and two assists. But, you know, that's not exactly, you know, star uh, striking material, but he's doing the things off the ball that you don't really see. You don't really pay much attention to as a fan, right? Those are not the, the sexy stats, so to speak. And uh, maybe, maybe the argument is uh, we do keep him past the season. I think there are currently negotiations happening. But if we can hold on to him, I mean, he, he could be a, a valuable piece of that midfield going forward. So with that, what do you think of it? What do you think of Rabiot staying here past, you know, this year? Sure. I mean, Rabiot's a a fine player. He's just, you know, meh. Like, it's just, he, like, there's, when you, when I think of Juventus, I do not think of a player like Rabio. Like, I just don't, yeah, yeah. he's just not that caliber. So, right, yeah, that's right. fine. Like, at some point, you're going to need better players. Mm-hmm. But, of course, he's fine for now. Like, yeah, he's a good player. I mean, hey, you also just extended Fagioli, which, you know, hey, someone yes, does massive, gets us suspended for the year. Let's give mm-hmm. him an extension. Perfect. Like, that's exactly <laughs> what we want to do. Couldn't wait till the summer at all. Uh, you know, we we got to do that now. Like, you know what? I should have expected this. No questions this. about it. I should have yeah, expected I mean, this from you. I should have expected doing? this. That's, that's preposterous. A guy gets suspended for a season, and Juventus yeah. were like, yeah, we're going to still extend you now. Like, I right. get it. Hey, maybe right. you were yeah. already in the talks. Mm-hmm. And like, but still, it it looks <laughs> so bad on paper that this guy just got yeah. suspended two weeks ago. And right. now you're like, yep, we're extending him. Like, seriously? Like, you, you couldn't wait a little bit? 
It wasn't a great look, I, I will admit. I mean, first of all, to me, it's a no-brainer. It's Nico Fagioli. I mean, he could very well become uh, a star for this for this team in some capacity. Again, could emphasis on could, but that's why they did it. I don't think I don't think Juve right now is in any position to be able to turn people away, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> so that's probably part of this calculus here, right? Uh, I figured. Or I should have at least expected that this is this was where you were going to take this, uh, which fair enough to you. Fair enough. I mean, I do yeah. get your point of view. I do get it. it um, it's not about yeah. like the talent of Fagioli. Like right. he could be great. That's fine. That's irrelevant to me. Like him signing extension actually means nothing. It's just timing. It's just like you guys mm-hmm. are so bad at PR and all that. Like yeah. it's yeah, it's true. It's unbelievable. But it's, let me ask you this though: what 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 difference would it have made? I mean, it, uh, none, truly, none. It it makes no difference. It, it it's just about yeah. image. That's right. it. It's, right. You it could have waited until the summer when the his suspension was up, and then right. okay, there you go. Like he's not going to cost more. He's not going to have more bargaining power. No, no he's not. Like, no, he's the exact same. Like so, great. Wait till the summer. It there was no rush. You could easily have him sit down with him, like, "Hey, in the summer, yeah, we'll have talks about a contract extension." That's a fair we'll point. You more, but you don't need to do it now. There's yeah, no, other right. players, yeah, like Rabio, that you do yeah. need to do now. Yeah. So it's like, why why are we rushing this guy who isn't playing for you guys for right. the rest of the season over others? It's just priorities aren't in the right spot. I see your point. I think uh, I think you do have a point there because uh, you know Juve have well. Let's just say we haven't exactly been putting out our best selves out into the the world. Um, we've not been manifesting good things, unfortunately. So um, this, when I saw it, it did strike me as a bit of a surprise as well, uh, primarily because of timing, also just because of what had happened. So I don't know if they've maybe had some sort of reassurances from Fajoli's agents and from Fajoli himself, whether it be like rehab or whatnot. I mean, you know, addiction is a sensitive uh, issue and we've talked about that before in this podcast. Uh, it's a serious thing. It's uh, definitely something that uh, requires, you know, empathy. Uh, but at the same time, it did seem a little odd that this team sort of brushed it all under the rug, almost just as if to say, it doesn't really matter. He's going to be back in nine months. We we don't even care. So, you know, that is definitely a bizarre one. But I'm willing to bet that there's no way that you're going to possibly argue that this is as bizarre as a Milan-Lecce game. Hmm. <laughs> Because, I mean, that was bizarre. I mean, Lecce looked like Man City in the second half. <laughs> they were unbelievable. I saw yeah, yeah. Bonetti t- <laughs> tweeted that, <laughs> so I'm taking that from him. But, like, they did. They looked unbelievable. And they should have won that game. Yeah. Now, I'm biased when I say that. But well, that is a soft soft foul. Like if he called it in real time, yeah, I probably would have been fine. Right. But that is not a clear and obvious error for me. It's no. just, it's no. 
Like he doesn't need to fall down. He no. is fine. He could yeah. have fought through that. Like that's that yep. is so soft. Yes. Absolutely. That, like, what are we absolutely. doing? No, like, no way. No argument. No argument. There's here. been a thousand more goals that are just let allowed because of contact like that in the buildup. Like, what are we doing? If he was offside, fine. But he wasn't. It was just a little ticky tack foul that really wasn't yeah. a foul. And that could have competed with DeMarco's goal of the season. That was an unbelievable hit from was like that again? 40 out, pickily. Um, and just smashed it near side. And Magnan just got keep, kept sleeping. Like I mean, Magnan has had a couple of these moments this, uh, this season where he's sort of sleeping. I don't know if it's just the uh, injuries. Yeah, he, he's had a couple of these moments. Uh, uh, goofs, shall we say. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe the injuries, maybe the time off, the inconsistent play. I, I'm not sure. But um, he's also probably coming under a lot of pressure, too. I mean, let, let's think about it this way. When Milan got him for next to nothing, nobody was thinking Mike Magnan, star goalkeeper of the world. No, so. and... He was, of course, replacing Donnarumma. Um, yeah, exactly. Which isn't, you know, small shoes to fill, especially in Italy. Um, no, no, not but, at all. Yeah, and now with this Lecce result, that's four right. results in a row in the league that's that right. are underwhelming. They're 0-2-2 yeah. in their last four. Draw against Lecce, draw against Napoli, lost to Udinese, which is embarrassing, right. mm-hmm. and especially at home. And then yeah. a loss to Juventus, which, you know, that's fine. Like, that's, I'm not going to yeah. kill Milan for losing to Juventus. Juventus no, no, are no. a good side, one nothing. Yeah. That's a classic Juve Allegri line. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love um, those one zeros. Yeah. Hey, you know, but, pure, pure stat for you, just FYI. Guess who's won the most one zero games since Allegri came back to our team in 2021? This no, is going to be what? shocking. Am I gonna? Juventus. Is it gonna Juventus. be? Juventus. Oh, okay, thank God. That's I thought you were gonna have like a no, no, twist no. and be like Kinzaghi. No, no, it was us. It was one hundred percent us. No, no, no. Allegri oh, ball is about to be in hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is Allegri ball entirely. We we've uh, we we cornered that market space uh, there. It's, it's entirely ours. All right, from Mourinho to Allegri. <laughs> Gotta um, love it. But yeah, um, and that uh, Udinese game for Milan. I mean, yeah, that was it was a whole shot. lot of nothing, and then it happened a penalty, and then it's an easy pen. Per right. hits it, and there you go, one nothing. And you just got to be better. Like it's way better. You have all this firepower that yeah. came in. We talked about it at the beginning of the season. That's you know, right. it might take time adjusting, but mm-hmm. they started off on fire. So yes, they now did. they're starting to get this low, and you're like, all right, I would have been expecting this at the beginning of the season and then them catch fire exactly once they start to get to know but it feels like Mm -hmm. once they start to get to know the league they're starting to struggle or they don't have consistency i mean no you don't start jovic in a game in Serie A anymore no it's just you don't he just isn't good no when i'm an opposing fan Mm -hmm. like i'm seeing jovic start or come into the game i am so happy because you know one unbelievable yeah. chance is going to fall to him, mm-hmm. and he is going to put that in the bleachers. It's absolutely the guy just isn't good. Like he no, was I mean, great he's not. Frankfurt, mm-hmm. and that was like seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Went to Madrid, like just nothing. 
Like he just isn't no, I mean, that guy anymore that he was. He disappeared. For 2019. Yeah. When 2019, when he was with Frankfurt, scored 36 goals in 75 games. Like right. that Frankfurt side was good. And they yes. were exciting. Yes, they to were. Watch. Absolutely. Sadly, he went to Madrid and just never recovered. Oh, yeah. Just completely disappeared. Um, but that's that's a that's the odd part of this. We talked about this uh, earlier on uh, in the season. This move was always puzzling. This move was always bizarre, uh, especially given who you offloaded, at least temporarily, to Atalanta, right? And honestly, CDK is doing better there than Jovic is doing here, right? Uh, when you consider their performances, uh, you'd rather get CDK. So additionally, this guy has now, this is his third team from the top five leagues, Real. Uh, well, Eintracht Frankfurt before that, then Real, then Fiorentina, now Milan. And the thing that boggles my mind is, why not go after, I don't know, Balogun was available, right? He was there. It wasn't like it was a crazy amount that they were seeking for Balogun. He was there, number one. But big we can move on to others. Though. What was that? That's a big price difference, though. It, I mean, sure, but they need him, right? That's the thing. They do need somebody. Yes, so, but that's that's the struggle with Serie A right now. Like, I get it. Balogun, you had yeah. Murata for 20 mil. Balogun was like 45. Right. Hoesland went for 85. So it's just like, it is there's tough town, enough. of course. But they could have gotten Taram. They could have, yeah. They could have been more aggressive in that. He was free. Absolutely. Other than whatever agent fees. I think it was like 8 mil or something like that. They could have um, also gone after um, Skamaka. I mean, he's not playing yeah. exactly horribly at Atlanta. He's playing pretty decently right now, actually. Huh. So he's why not good. go for him? I mean, he'd be a better match than Jovic. Just, I, I never understood this move to begin with. I, I really didn't. Made no sense. Yeah, I think, well, for me, I think it's more they were never going to play the two-striker role. They were always going to try and do a one-striker and have the wingers with Pulisic, Chukwezi, Leal. Like, they brought in a lot of wingers. And yeah. it felt like Jovic was more of a backup, right. which is fine. Like, mm -hmm. I thought he was yeah. fine. As, like, wild thing is that he is still 25 years old. Right. So, that, he's been around f for a while now, scoring goals yeah. sometimes early in his career. Um, <laughs> that... I guess it's worth a shot, but like, again, yeah. when I see him come in, I'm excited as an opposing fan. Of course um, you are. But if you're thinking, oh, he's going to play 15 minutes a game mm -hmm. and then start, let's say, 10 games of 38, mm -hmm. like that, he's a fine player for that. And you probably don't want, because if you get a player like Balogun or the Murata or one of the bigger names that would cost actual money, Right. They're starting over Giroud. Fair. Which Giroud has been very good. He he's second in the league yeah. in goals. Yeah, he is. I mean, which he, is he wild at fire. You know, age 37. Yeah, he is 37 years old. Three assists, mind you, too. Yeah. I mean, the he's, guy's playing well. He's still second in yeah, GA. He's seven goals, three assists. Yep. You know? No, he's second in the league. He's doing great things. I, I, you know, no one can dispute Giroud's like sort of stature. 
I think Balogun still could have been convinced to come here just based on the premise of, well, Giroud's getting older, right? He's not going to be here forever. Uh, Balogun's pretty young. He's, what, 22 years old. But, heck, move that aside. Skamaka. I mean, he's coming from a pretty horrible situation. I think he wanted to get the heck out of uh, Dodge pretty quickly there, right? He really was, I, I don't think he was in a place to sort of, uh, you know, argue between Milan and uh, Atalanta. But, you know, reality sank in. They didn't go after him for whatever reason, and he stuck with Jovic. Now, I do understand Jovic could be a great filler, but don't you need your filler to still step up every once in a while? That's that's a real issue at, at the core here, right? You still need that backup to stand up every once in a while and do something. And, yeah. well, he just can't seem to do it. I agree. I, I do. You do need more depth. This doesn't feel like just a Milan problem. This That's feels fair. like a Serie A problem. Like, yeah, yeah. Inter have Arnaut, Arnautovic and Alexis Sanchez as their depth guys. Aren't right. really world beaters. No, no. So, like, that's kind of like, I mean, Mose Ken hasn't done anything, and he's, no, he's Juventus's guy. So it's just like, and like, CDK is not good. No. So it's like, I get it. You could have had him, but like, we'd yeah, be killing yeah. them if he was starting this game and put up an absolute dud. That's fair. Um, That's fair. So it's just like, it is what it is. I get it. Yeah. Jovic, we've at least seen in moments mm-hmm. do well. Mm-hmm. Can he ever get back to that Frankfurt form? Probably not. But nah. maybe. At this point, it just feels mental because sure. clearly their talent was there at some of course. point. Of course. Of course it was, but, yeah. I mean, you don't just Absolutely. get to go to uh, Real Madrid at no. 21 years old if you're not nobody. Yeah. No, I mean, he clearly, there's some sort of a, a an issue where just getting to the big leagues was not the uh, right move for him, mentally speaking. Uh, clearly something happened there. But with that, speaking of something happening, I mean, they kind of woke up against PSG. They won 2-1. That was a good showing. Yeah. So, I mean, can't complain, a, right? You had to have it. Yeah. That was Absolutely. That was the game. You couldn't survival. You could not drop that game. No, not at all. I mean, and mind you, PSG dominated the passing game here, big time. This is not even on the same planet. Five thirty-seven for PSG passes. That is, uh, and uh, one ninety-three for Milan. So that tells you what you need to know there. But Milan yeah. finished off their opportunities. That's all that matters. And yeah, and I mean, you had Milan Skriniar who scored the goal for PSG. Uh, That's right. And then your boy, I and drew. Yeah. I wouldn't call him my boy anymore, but you know, that's <laughs> fine. Um, you know, he could have been a legend here, uh, but that's, he a, that's, a, uh, yeah, that's another, that's a topic. He could have. I'm not going to let myself get <laughs> riled up about Milan screen here anymore. Ah, uh, but I want you uh, to come on, no, let, no, let no. it out. Nope. Let it out on nope. the pod. Nope. We're, we're not going on a rant about him today. No, no. <laughs> I am in a great mental state Inter top of the league. I have nothing like yes, Pavard. Yes, yes he's hurt. But mm-hmm. he's a very good player. Yes, he is. So we're not going to get annoyed about Milan's career because he lost that game. Um, yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. But 
Not ultimately because of him, but you know, they lost. Um, but that's how Milan are going to win games, big games against these yes. big teams. And you know, Absolutely. Juventus, Inter, Napoli. I mean, maybe not Napoli, but the others are also the same. Like Inter definitely packs it in and makes you beat them with brilliance. Yeah, rather absolutely. than like. So, I get it. PSG are a big side. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they have Mbappe, one of the best players in the world. Um, yes, they so do. PSG are always going to pr- dictate play when you look at the lineups and see those names. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, like they did in the last Champions League, when push came to shove, they got the results. Yes, they did. I mean, that's all that matters because you know now they they're still in play in this uh, group here. So. Uh, this is amazing, by the way. Uh, no wonder everyone was excited because this, this group's living up to its name in uh, sort of a hype. I mean, right now I've got Dortmund at, in first place, seven points. PSG is in second place with six points. Milan is in third place with five. And Newcastle in last place with four. They're all into play here. All of those teams could easily end up out of this group. And you know two of them are going to end up out. Um, I'm still not inspired enough to say that Milan's going to make it out of this group. To be perfectly, uh, perfectly frank with you, they they've not exactly been inspiring. No, they haven't. But I mean, they got the hardest matchup out of the way. They did. That's true. They're home against Dortmund away to Newcastle. Mm-hmm. So it's you know away to Dortmund. That's a tough match. That would have been a tough, tough match. match. They yep. they tied that one, or they yep. did they lose that one? Let's I think see, they they did zero, they did tie it zero zero. Um, yeah, zero zero. So they got yep. a tough matchup out of the way. I mean, yes, obviously, St James Park is not an easy place to play for no. against Newcastle. We Absolutely saw that not. with PSG; mm-hmm. they got smashed. But maybe the wind's out of their sails a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're starting to sputter, and Milan can take advantage of that. Um, and that's what you kind of have to hope for, especially since that's. Match day six, right? Who are you backing the the UCL newcomers or the UCL Giants? Um, I'll, take, I'll put my money on Milan that game. Wow, I, I appreciate if, if push comes to show. But right, like, right, right. again, yeah, there's another round of fixtures. Like I don't yeah. think Newcastle are going to go to P- Paris and win that game. No, I think it's going to no, be a very no, different either. outcome because yeah, new uh, PSG are going to probably took that personally that yeah yeah of course mashed and then oh, people just dragged them across like twitter all the totally embarrassed all the news outlets they're like yeah wow newcastle are this new great team mm-hmm. and now they're bottom of the group and i think psg want to make sure they stay there well it's, it's funny you mentioned the idea of getting dragged or embarrassed because this next team knows all about that at least this season anyways this is like an interesting interesting juxtaposition, right? Because they were just crowned the kings of Serie A. They were the champions of Serie A. And then they decide to uh, lose 1-0 Tempoli. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> what a turn of events. What do you make of this? I mean, that's what happens when you let go of your coach, who was part of your identity. You lose your best center back in Kim Min Jae. And yeah, that just felt like from day one, the Rudy Garcia hire right. was wrong. Right. 
Exactly. The glue was gone. There Absolutely. was nothing. And no. it just felt like there was constant friction immediately. Mm-hmm. That was unnecessary. He was in over his head. He isn't a good manager. No. Why is he here? And like when you have this historic season, mm-hmm. the best since Maradona, and yep. you're just going to come in and make this terrible hire? Yeah, it's pretty like, horrible. What are we doing? And yeah. he's already out. November 15th, we're recording yep. this. Like, here comes Walter Mezzari. <sighs> we'll and mind see. you, let, let's not forget that this is following a pretty piss poor performance against Union Berlin, right? So yeah. let's not forget that 1 1. So that I was at Napoli. That's ridiculous. At home. How do they, of all teams, Union Berlin, really? This team does, I think, has forgotten what winning looks like i I don't even think they know what winning feels like anymore they still not the team to lose to yeah union berlin had not won a game or drawn a game yeah since august 26th yeah two months right they went they lost three nothing the weekend before the napoli fixture they tied Mm -hmm. napoli in naples which is unbelievable like one one like what is that like it doesn't matter like union berlin have a lot of good players that just yes, there's is. so much dysfunction. Like, I mean, I like Absolutely. Robin Gosens. Like, mm-hmm. Becker is a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Sabachu, who's American. Absolutely. Um, like, a good amount of like f- good players. Mm-hmm. Um, and they aren't as bad as what they are playing. But then after that, Napoli, they went right back to losing 4 4 0 to Leverkusen. Yeah. So it's just like, if you are in the Champions League and you have aspirations, you cannot be dropping points. And not to mention, no. they would have been through yeah. to the next round unless Braga made up crazy uh, goal differentials and won both. Napoli lost both. And the knockouts. Like, you would have been on cruise control. It, it should have been an easy in and out. Should have been just a simple in and out. I mean, the week before, they went to 0 against Salernitana, which is fantastic. That's the way it should be. There's no other expectation of, of, of that game. But the fact that we're sitting here having a conversation about a team like Napoli drawing against Union Berlin at home, at home, is ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. This is not a conversation with their talent that should be had. They, like you said, should easily be second with 10 points or nine points. Nonetheless, they should be there, right? Should be an easy go of it. Yet here we are having a conversation, which we've sort of been leading up to, right? Because the season has been progressing. We've seen this up and down topsy-turvy performance uh, pattern. But I think the thing that broke the, the, the sort of the, 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 uh, sorry, the um, straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak here to go for cliches was definitely the Sempoli loss, right? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't be losing Empoli. It's just, it isn't it. Like, Empoli aren't exactly playing progressive football. No, they're not. They're, no. they're <laughs> fighting for their lives to stay yes, up. Yes, they are. And that yes, win sir, put them in above the relegation zone. Absolutely. So, I mean, we're only 12 games in, but they are clearly one of the five teams competing for yeah. that spot. 
Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so anytime you get for Empley, anytime you can get points against the big teams, that's massive. Right. But like, what are you doing if you're Napoli again, home, yeah. like in Naples? That's yeah. again two in a row where you're just that's right not getting the result. Um, like, congrats, you beat two, Salernitana two nothing on the road, right. which. Right. That's great. Raspadori is doing Raspadori things. He's starting to find his form, <laughs> yes, which I is. like that. You know, he get finds that Sassuolo form he had. Oh, absolutely. Which is great. Like, we all appreciate Raspadori as a player. He's really good. Mm-hmm. But, man, like, you just can't be losing to Empoli in the no. 90th minute. It just it does seem like the, the rest of his team, too, is just not finding his rhythm. Right. Yeah, it's just. It's, I mean, because you look around, like Kvada is not Kvada of last year. Yeah, I mean, he didn't start in this game. To be fair, no, no, not in this game, so right? But the, the game before against Union, he was there. Yeah, and he looked great against um. In another game, I believe it was uh, might have been the other game against Union Berlin. He put an unbelievable one v one goal. Yes, no, I know what you're talking about. Yep, against yep, Hellas Verona, yeah. he put on a show. That was game the game there. I was like, I forget which game it was. But yeah, so like he's had his moments, but he Mm -hmm. hasn't been that dominant player. But again, he was part of the friction with the coach. So was Osman. So Mm -hmm. it's like, and Osman's out for a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see without Garcia, how they progress. Will they have a little dip and then a big run of form where they just win a bunch of games? Um, They certainly could. They're... Um, but with the UCL, I just want to say one quick thing about that Mm -hmm. again is that draw kills them because now they have to go to the Bernabeu Mm -hmm. and get a result because if they they don't, you imagine Braga beats Union Berlin. Mm -hmm. Um, and all of a sudden if Braga beats Napoli, Mm -hmm. they're through and Napoli are out. So that one game is going to be massive. Well, instead, if you just yeah. beat Union Berlin, it would have been goal differential. So just don't get beat by Nap- by Braga by a lot, and you would have been fine. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, this is, are. this is a must-win at this point, uh, which, let's be serious, I don't think this team can win against Real Madrid at the Bernabeu in this shape. Let's just be frank about that. As much as I love this Napoli team, I, I I just don't. I don't see unless Real Madrid just I don't know. They just like go to sleep. Maybe they stay at the hotel for you know too long. They forget a game's playing. But outside of that, I just don't see how that happens. Uh, not right now. Uh, but they've also got another matchup after that, which we'll discuss in in the next uh, next week's episode. But you know they're they're facing Atalanta at home, uh, so. And when you consider that, it's not exactly like they're getting a break here. It's Atalanta, Real, Inter, Juve, and then Braga. This is a heck yeah, of a like, five-game lineup. Look not at. a great time for having a new coach. No, <laughs> no. And I mean, could it just let? Go- I mean, granted, if you let Rudy Garcia stay and right. he went through that gauntlet, yeah, yeah, you know you're not making it out of that. No way, no way. However, I mean, now with a new coach, maybe. Maybe he can expire by the time you get that Madrid Inter matchup kind of window, but yeah, we'll see. Fair. 
Um, well, I mean, Walter Mazzotti is also, we haven't even mentioned his name, by the way, at all so yeah. <laughs> far, uh, like completely. We totally just neglected to mention him. But Walter Mazzotti is the guy replacing, uh, which was totally surprising. I mean, what? Like, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I, I, <laughs> I respect and love Walter Mazzotti. But, but this yeah. is Napoli. I agree. What? I agree. And apparently there's rumors that they were trying to convince Antonio Conte to come back. He apparently just had no interest in this. Primarily Good. because we know how Conte is and we know how De Laurentiis is. So uh, when you consider those two factors. Well, not even that. Like, you know, Conte plays a specific brand of football. Yeah, he does. So it's, and that's not like a defensive, offensive. It's, it's about the formation. Like, right. It's not like they fit that formation. So no, if you're going to bring in Conte, you need to have a full summer where mm-hmm. he has the transfer window. Yeah, Plus, exactly. They play with wingers. Like, yes. Politano is not a wing back. Like, no, he's not. He no, we found not. out that with Inter, he can't play that role, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. Politano is a really good winger. Yes, he is. And Cavara, really good winger. Absolutely. So you don't want to take your best spots. No, you don't. And now make yourself weaker because I think Napoli mm-hmm. would get worse in that formation. Absolutely. Um, because you just need way more players. Plus, you got rid of a center back, and now you need more center backs. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so Conte definitely wasn't the fit there. Um, I wonder if this is a hard sell. Do you do you think that maybe Dionisi, Alessio Dionisi of Sassuolo could be somebody? I mean, it, it, he kind of yeah. fits, right? He kind of fits, doesn't he? To be honest, I would have thought Italiano. That's fair. Was, That's fair, was yeah. the guy you would be sought after. Um, but yeah, I mean, for Napoli you're kind of looking at this and looking at the table. Are you Scudetto challengers right. for this season? Probably not right no. now. You're kind of just going to hope let's get top four and right. based on champions league performances, maybe mm-hmm. top five gets you in to champions yeah, exactly. league um, because top two leagues get based on European performances this year, get that fifth spot. That's so right. maybe Napoli can get there. Um, they're in fourth now. So there's, even with these poor performances, they're still setting the pace, which is fine. Oh, absolutely. But going into this year, of course, after a historic season, your expectations are not top four. They are to win again. Exactly. And try and be this power. Yeah, this is, I, I don't think this is a year. We talked about this actually uh, right before the season started. We talked about it at the beginning as well. Uh, we discussed our skepticism at Napoli's sort of ability to repeat. And I think, you know, there was, it's easy to say now, obviously, but the season's not really, nowhere near done. It's 12 games in, plenty of time to go for, you know, for things to change. But as it looks, it's hard to see how Napoli make this change. So, I mean, if Walter Mazzotti is the guy and he changes this team so much so that they are top, of the league again by the end of the season, then honestly, he needs to sign him to like a 15-year contract. <laughs> I think if that happens, it's more of a reflection on Rudy Garcia yeah, than it is point. on Mazzari. And I took like we just know what he is. He's just yes. not that like he's not that guy. To be fair, I also would have said this about Spalletti before last year, that he's just not that guy. Um he doesn't win. Yeah, yeah, right. He gets yeah. you what 
where you need to be. He just mm-hmm. doesn't win. So he proved me wrong, but he did. I do think it's just more of a reflection on Rudy Garcia if Napoli go on a run and push him. And I mean, if they ultimately did win the Scudetto again, yeah, that's more of a reflection on maybe the players playing out of spite for mm-hmm. against Rudy Garcia or just he was just such a bad man manager. Like yeah. last year, everything went right for Napoli. They just were it. so good mm-hmm. at every spot. Every player put in their best performance of their right. career, and it worked. So you, it is very hard to follow that up, and they're seeing that. However, it also didn't help that they put no, a bad not. manager in that situation and then caused friction immediately. Exactly. So it just like you knew, you knew going in, no. some it wasn't going to start well, and. 12 games in. It's amazing how that works. Already switched I mean, it's not like we predicted this or anything, and I'm sure plenty of other people did too, mind you, but this <laughs> felt like just any any week now. And, uh, you know, speaking of any week now, and maybe this is not exactly a one-to-one comparison, but let's talk about Roma, which I just feel like Izzy uh, just the fits that concept so well. The week-to-week, you have no idea what the heck's going to happen. No idea. I mean, let me just run through their last three games. They lose. Oh, sorry. They win 2-1 against Lecce. Then they get just embarrassed by Slavia Prague. 2-0. Mind you, it's away, so fair enough. Tough game. I get it. Then they tie. (laughs) I know. I know. You're right. But then they tie Lazio 0-0. I mean, I just don't, I, you know, we've talked about this team just being so inconsistent and Mourinho just being so ineffective. My issue, like, I, right. I was ready to call for Mourinho's yeah. head during this Lecce game. Like, right. you're down one nothing in the 90th minute, nothing was there. And thankfully, like mm-hmm. for them, like they got the two goals, Asmun and Lukaku yes, got them. And hey, three points are three points. So, yes, he does. You know, Mourinho lives to see another day. But if they lost that game, I seriously was it. like, yeah. yep, that is a defining moment. Get them out of here. Yeah. You're in a worse spot now than you were before Mourinho. So, what are we doing? And then yeah. you go on the road to Slavia Prague. Yes, it this is. is a massive Europa game for them. And you just yes, got did. dominated 2 nothing. Like, nothing. they didn't create anything. Like, expected goals 2.1 yep. to 0.52. To, no. Like, it wasn't really a game. And now, you're in... Now that because of that, they're lo- mm-hmm. worse on goal differential for the Europa. And mm-hmm. you're now threatening to come in second, which means you have to play in the round of 32 where you get right. a third-place Champions League team. Which, like, what if you get one of those teams from uh, the PSG, <laughs> Milan, Dortmund, Newcastle group? Like, all four of those teams are going to, mm-hmm. which I don't know if they can get Milan, but the Just other three are going to smash Roma. <laughs> it's, these, yeah, yeah these, these teams are losing, You, <laughs> those teams are yeah. so much yeah, better than are. Slavia Prague. <laughs> like, what are we yeah. doing here? Absolutely. And then, like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Finally, like, 
it's the derby. Like anything goes into that where anything can right. happen. Doesn't throw out the records. But both these teams are so inconsistent. They're not good. And like you had both Lukaku and Dybala and yes, zero nothing. goals zero. happened. Zilch. Like both teams yes. are just a bunch of meh. Ugh. It's just like it's I painful. Mean, Honestly, it's almost painful to watch because you, you think about making a run for it, right? And just when you think like, oh, maybe this Roma team can actually make a run for the top four, right? Maybe. Just maybe. No. They just they remind you every single what? Week in some fashion. Yeah. No, we in week weekly we we can say. Like in twelve games, That's they have dropped points in seven. That, that is. That's that is wild. Like, if you are a like, because people right. constantly clamored, oh, they're going to be top four. Mm-hmm. They're going to be top top four. Like, that's why Mourinho's here. He's going to get the top four. Die ball. Let's have a right thousands of people outside. <laughs> yeah, and, like celebrate the signing. Like, he's going to bring us to Champions League. No, 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 no. That's you right. guys are dropping points left and right because Dybala can't stay healthy. Lukaku no. doesn't talk. Right. You know, of course, he does his lets his performance. <laughs> well, it's talking pretty loud right now. Uh, um. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he stinks. Just kidding. He's a fine player. But still, he has six goals yeah. in the season. So can't really knock him too much. But hey, but still. He is. He's Four. a drama queen. Yeah. Besides that, you cannot be dropping points no, in can't. seven of your 12 games. If you plan, if your mm-hmm. like, goal of the season is to get top four. And then when you... It's funny because like we're talking mm-hmm. about these teams like Milan and Napoli dropping points, playing terribly, and they are just comfortably playing yes, better than Roma. Granted, it's a three point difference to Napoli, five points to Milan. Yep. But we're only twelve games in. Like this is that gap is only yeah. going no, I mean, to it, get bigger. If they let it, it will. And mind you, they've got an opportunity here. Right? The first week or first game back after the international break is Udinese, right? They're playing at home. This should be a victory. This should be a victory. Again, should be. Like, that's the thing. Like, when we look at these fixtures, we look at, like, with these teams, like, there is a certain amount of confidence that you have to have that, oh, yeah, they're going to win this game. I do not have confidence in this Udinese game. And yeah, I get it. Like they came back, they beat Lecce, and Lecce yeah. just tied like Milan. Yes, they're they're a solid squad. They're nothing to like. No, be like no. we're not going to knock them too much. But this is Absolutely. if you have aspirations of Champions you League, do. you win these games. I mean, and then they've got um, Servette after that, and Udinese. They did just beat Milan again. Yes, they do. But yeah, again, you have a big game where now you have to beat mm-hmm. Servette and Sheriff. Yes, you do. By a lot of goals, because you can know, like, you're going to imagine mm-hmm. both Roma and Pl- Prague beat Servette yeah. and Sheriff because yeah, they, they both stink. So, <laughs> no, like, they're not. just not good. So, like, yeah, that is why the Roma game against Prague was so yeah. important. Like, you had to win those games. But instead, yep. like, you won one 2 nothing, lost one 2 nothing, and it just canceled out. And because you lost, you, mm-hmm. whatever, you won by less goals, now you have to really yeah, I mean, push and, the and tempo. Like, you know, you, you emphasize it plenty uh, already, but, you know, just to sort of throw the last hammer in there, uh, 
12 points is where they would have uh, been first in the group. And Slavia Prague would have been at uh, six. That's quite a distance. Yeah, you would have. Yeah, yeah you would have clinched that first, basically. It. Like, because you're not, because you wouldn't have lost, no. like, Roma would not have lost both games to Sheriff. Or, exactly. Like, they would have gotten three points at least, exactly. and maybe a four, four points at minimum out of those two games. So it would have been yep. easy, even if you got a draw in that. Like, that's what, like, you knew going into Absolutely. that game, it was massive, and you just got dominated by a team that no, you have no not at all. But I mean, you know, they still have an opportunity to. here. They still got two two more games, and they can still clinch this, right? I mean, uh, Slavia Prague is still better than the likes of uh, Sheriff and Servette. So I could totally see them still, though, drawing with one of those teams. So if they if Roma can win these next two games, and Slavia Prague can you know, drop one or drop points in one at least, that can give them an opportunity to, to, to stay in first place or get back to first place there. So it'll be tough, obviously, but if they can somehow find it in themselves to create consistency, there's no reason why they can't do it. I feel like that line of thinking really translates to, to Lazio as well, right? Because Lazio is in a similar position similar you know in the sense that like sort of on that edge they beat Feyenoord at home but they're still on the edge there they don't have to worry about Celtic necessarily but they do have to worry about Feyenoord who's right behind them now they can still overcome Atletico right they're only point off so why not yeah well worst comes to worst like they have guaranteed themselves yes Europa League. Of course, yeah. that is not what they want right, right now. They want to get top two because they're yes. Celtic are, of course, out of it. Um, but Lazio yes, and Feyenoord both have the same schedule. Atleti, Celtic. Both imagine mm-hmm. you, you're, they're going to beat Celtic. It's going to come down to how they Absolutely. play against uh, Atleti. And do we have confidence that uh, Lazio are going to go to mm. Madrid and get a result? Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> like it's just they're the same as Roma. It's just doesn't seem They're likely. just a whole yeah. lot of nothing. It's Mobile is not like he is in yes he is. The worst yes, form of his life basically. No. He is not playing well. Um no. that's not great news for Lazio, that's not great news for Italy, but Thankfully, again, for them, they have Salernitana. So, again, that's when they come back. Like, that's – they got to take care of business. But, like, you can't – you can't be consistently dropping points to no. Bologna. Um, yeah. Like, Monza, they've dropped points to. Anoa, Lecce, again. It just yeah. feels like everyone's does, dropping honestly, points to I mean, Lecce. <laughs> or late hero performances. Um but yeah, they're in 10th place after 12 games. This is the team that came in second yep. the year before. Now, granted, they mm-hmm. definitely punched above their weight to get second place, but they've also dropped points in seven that games out again. of 12. Yep. Yeah. Five of those are losses, which is even worse. And it's just like 13 goals scored and 13 goals allowed no, in 12 games. Like no, that's just not. like 
not good. Like, it's, well, it's, it's not bland it's not good enough. football. It's not, definitely, like you said but, earlier, it's not going to be good enough to beat Atletico Madrid. Now, they can, they're going to have to essentially hope for luck here because Atletico is playing against Feyenoord at, uh, well, away from, you know, from their own stadium, right? So uh, that, that can be a tough matchup. Feyenoord is tough to play at home. Maybe they hold uh, Atletico to, to a draw, right? That's entirely possible. Or worse, a loss, perhaps. And if Lazio can sort of overcome the next two games and, and come out of it with at, at least a draw against Atletico and a win against... Uh, who are they playing afterwards? Celtic, that's right. Yeah, if they can like bury Celtic, Celtic that would probably help them a, a great deal. But... They need to get need. They need consistency. They need Immobile to wake up. They need him to lead that charge. But you're right. He he's been asleep. And let's be let's be perfectly blunt here. I've said this before. Immobile has just not been good for a long time. I, I in my eyes, when I see him playing for the international team, for the Italian national team, it is not. I mean, I don't. I don't remember the last time I said, "Wow, what a performance by Immobile!" Like, I, I don't know, Immobile. He is very much so immo- immobile. It feels like a lot of times. Oof. I mean, seriously. Oof. I I disagree. So I understand what you mean when you look at the Italian performances, right? From abroad, like yeah. like when you look at it from a farther away, like. But at the end of the day, like, it's just like, yes, you had Insigne, who Italian managers refused yeah, to bench no, when he right. clearly wasn't the That's guy. True. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't it anymore. He was scoring penalties. Great. Yeah. Like, but he was an inverted winger. Mm-hmm. Then, so you have an inverted winger on the left. Yeah. And you have mm-hmm. an inverted winger on the right in Berardi, Politano, yeah. like, whoever you want. Mm-hmm. When you have two inverted wingers, the striker is just sitting there like, these guys are just coming <laughs> right into my space. Sure. This is sure. my space. Why are you here? Like, there's nothing he can do except for, oh, they're going to force a little past him, <laughs> which is probably a hospital pass. And yeah. He's like not in great spots. Like, it's just like, there's so little he can do in a lot of moments. And I feel like that goes like past what m- most people, because everyone's a stats per- merchant now. We, we see the goals yeah, and the XG, yeah. and that's what we want to see. And he definitely has underperformed I, in that. He does. But he's a striker. He needs service. And he gets yeah. that. At, he has yes. gotten that in past years for Lazio. Hence, he's gotten top goal score like a bunch of times. Um, and he scores a lot of goals. But now, of course, it's starting to come yes, to. He he's getting up there. And... I mean, he certainly shouldn't be the uh, guy for no, 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 not at all. Italy anymore. Um, there's so many more options, younger options, uh, like Scamacca, Raspadori, <laughs> etc. Um, but it's just like, yeah, so I get it from a national team standpoint. I mean, so I'm not striker. saying he's a bad striker, okay? I, I have no point in my trying to you know say that he is a bad striker. However, he's not as good as he has been made to be. Now, part of the issue is you sort of see his outside of uh, City uh, loans, right? Going to Borussia Dortmund years ago, going to Sevilla, both failed miserably, came back, 
sort of refound his groove, fine. That happens. Plenty of players go through it. And I do understand your point about Insignia and that Ardi, or whoever was playing on the right, would encroach on his face constantly. You're absolutely right. That is true. That was that was visible to anybody watching the game. Uh, they would invade his space constantly. He clearly doesn't know how to play in that kind of a system. That's not what he is meant for. However, there were also many, many instances, and it'd be a, it'd be very unfair to like just look at those instances because there were plenty of instances when he could have done his job, right? When he was a striker, he had the ball, and he could have done a good job holding a play, and he did not. I mean, there were countless times where I'm just screaming at the TV because I'm like, what are you doing? Hold the play, please. That is your job. That is the number one thing you're required to do. Use your physique. Do it. And he just, he didn't. He screwed up the pass. He would lose the ball. He just seemingly, I mean, not that I'm saying Immobile has ever been uh, confused with like the best dribblers in the world, but he's got to be better than what I've seen. I don't know how many times I've looked at the TV and just wondered, what the hell are you doing? And you're absolutely right. We have all become stats merchants. And I, I do recognize that like stats are a convenient source of information. And it can be deceptive because it doesn't tell the whole story. However, in this instance, when it comes to his na- international team career anyways, he has just been subpar. It just it doesn't line up. He's not been the productive member of the Italian national team in the same way he's been a productive member of the Lazio uh, club team system, right? And maybe that's because Lazio provides him with the better uh, opportunities, a better system, and also Luis Alberto is probably one of the best midfielders in Serie A on a, on a bad day, but on a good day. So... Doesn't hurt to have him. What was that? Yeah, and he also. Yeah, yeah exactly. He also so, played with SMS for. Doesn't hurt. So um, that helps too. With that, the Sato team still can get it done, and I mean, I, I can totally see Chirami Mobile coming back. He has also, to be fair to him, he's been injured quite a bit. I mean, the last few years, especially, he's just been injured mm-hmm. consistently, sure. uh, out missing big games. So that that doesn't help you either, right? Because you can never gain your rhythm. You can never get on any sort of footing. Um, So it's important to sort of put that out there as well. I'm not trying to just rag on uh, poor, poor Chiro Immobile. I do love Chiro Immobile. I mean, he was one of my favorite players to just purchase when I played with Juve on career mode. Just just FYI, I would just buy him first thing I would do. (laughs) I just wish he was that good for the Italian national team. That's all. But anyhow, with that aside, this you uh, Lazio team, I mean, getting confused here now, this Lazio team has an opportunity to still end up potentially top of their group. They still have an opportunity with, what, 26 games left in the season to make up ground and get back up to the top six. Realistically, top five, because I mean, top six, well, what kind of a prize would that be, right? Especially after coming back from uh, coming from Champions League. They're not going to win a Champions League, right? So it's not as if, you know, they're kind of like, oh, no. well, we'll be fine next year. Automatic entrance. Right. Yeah. But if you're them, you also want to, like, now it's kind of 
since you're so yeah. far back in the table, you kind of like, okay, great. Now we kind of either mm-hmm. do we want to miss Champions League and root <laughs> against our fellow rivals, or do we hope our rivals do well in Champions League and get enough points to make it so we're a top two confederation yep. and we get that fifth spot and then we get in Champions League in that fifth spot? Because at some point, like, I mean, yes. it's going to be tough yes, to get all the way up Very to four. So mm-hmm. fifth is certainly more realistic. I mean, you yeah. got Fiorentina, Atalanta, Roma ahead of you mm-hmm. those year three that you're really competing with. <laughs> no offense yeah. to Bologna, but still, like, they're a solid side, but nothing. Like, are they going right. to keep it up over the year? Probably not. They're going to put in good, solid performance. Tiago Mata. Oh, awesome. absolutely. We love it. Love him. He could have been a good mm-hmm. uh, Napoli hire. Better my daddy. But, yeah. And all this uh, uh, Immobile yeah. Lazio talk makes me feel about the Italy national what a, team. What a transition. Big week coming up. Will Bravo. they not qualify professional for another tournament? Sir, professional grade transition. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned this, huh? Because, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like. I've seen this game before. I feel like I've seen this situation before. Where have I seen <laughs> Italy hanging on by a thread? And I mean, in this fashion, about to face off against North Macedonia. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. Was it North Macedonia that essentially made sure Italy didn't make the World Cup? Yes, it was. And wait, are you yes. meaning to tell yes, me that yet again, Italy are in a position where North Macedonia could sort of put the nail in the coffin? Is that what's what's going on here again? Because, I mean... It, it certainly... This doesn't look uh, great. Happen. However... Let's just put it that way. I'm pretty sure the Macedonia game really doesn't matter too much. It's always gonna. It's gonna yeah. come down to yeah, the Italy course. at Ukraine game. However, if Italy mm-hmm. beats Macedonia, then they can tie right. and go through on goal difference. Yeah, I'm, sure. yeah. I'm assuming that's the tiebreaker. So that is definitely the reason to beat Macedonia. But no matter what, you're not eliminated if you lose to Macedonia. You can beat Ukraine and then go through. Yes, and then. No matter what, Italy will also have the playoff if they can't get to the yes. top two. But again, you're Italy. No. You're better than Ukraine. Mm-hmm. You should not be missing out on back-to-back mm-hmm. World Cups. And then, not to mention, yeah. you just won a Euro. You're going to miss out on it because of qualifying. When you lost you lost out to yeah. England, Ukraine, North Macedonia, and Malta. No. Like you, it's ridiculous. You couldn't come I mean, top two is, in that group. Uh, in this group. I, come you know on. what? I can I can sort of understand losing three one to England. It's England. It's a good team. I mean that you know you lose to good teams all the time. It happens. Did they have to lose three one? I don't know. They could have probably done better than that. But whatever. Move past that one. I am I do have concerns here because Ukraine have been unbeaten in their last nine home games. Right. So they I mean they obviously play their home games at Bay Arena in, in Germany because uh, obviously, you know, unfortunately the 
Invasion of Ukraine is still ongoing, but they're seemingly doing fine playing away. Um, they've got 13 points, mind you. This team's not exactly uh, struggling, right? So this is not like an Italy certain scenario here where they can just go through easily. They can't just show up to this game and assume they're done. They're, they've gone through. They have to wake up and they have to gain, gain some momentum. They have to play like their lives depend on it, which is exactly what they haven't done for the last two qualifications. I mean, it's ridiculous. They've missed one European Cup, one World Cup, and now yeah. we're perilously close to missing yet another massive tournament. Yeah. I mean, it did feel like against North Macedonia qualifying for the World yeah. Cup, they went into that game thinking this isn't the game that we really have to focus on. Right. Even though you had to win mm -hmm. it. Regardless, to get right. through, you had to win to get to the final of the playoff. Yeah, which you knew yeah. Portugal was most likely going to be the team waiting there. Right, which that was the big game. Mm -hmm. Everyone was like Italy versus Portugal for the final no, spot in the World Cup. What a matchup! Mm -hmm. We didn't get it because Italy was like, oh, we thought it was a formality. Um, yes, they did. But again, like Italy in qualifying, they tied Macedonia. So, like, yeah. Maybe this team is just the kryptonite. Like, what are like? They don't have no, they the immortal don't. Goron Pandev anymore. You know, he retired. Yeah, yeah. Or and he might be in Serie B, but <laughs> he's somewhere. You know, he's not in Genoa. <laughs> but but the immortal treble winner. What a guy. I mean, to be perfectly honest North with Macedonia you, what I expect zone. here from an um, Italy team that is as good as it. But yeah looks on paper is what kind of what England provided to North Macedonia when they played them. 7-0 drubbing. Just destruction. Sheer destruction. Is that so much to ask for? <laughs> no, I know. 7 nothing. yes. That, yeah. that, is, that is a lot to ask. It's just England, I get it. Like England, no. notoriously in years past, isn't that yeah, they're elite good. team? They are that mm -hmm. elite team now. Like yes, Harry he Kane is. is that guy. Yes, he is. Jude Bellingham is that guy. Like he is probably going to win a Balloon Dr. And yeah, that guy's good. If not this year, in mm -hmm. years to come, because if he keeps scoring at this rate for no, Real Madrid, like no, we don't. Italy doesn't have that talent. Like. I yeah. love. They're not in his level. Barella, I love Fratesi. No, like, they're not. Obviously, I'm biased, but they're yep. just not Jude Bellingham. Like I'd love them to be Jude Bellingham, but they're not. So like, yeah, yeah, but exactly. Italy should still yep. be winning this game, three nothing, four Easily. nothing, four one. Like they should comfortably be winning, Probably. and I think that's fair <laughs> to ask. Yeah, seven nothing. That's unlikely, but still, and yeah. then get a nice comfortable win. No. You get your goal difference up. Not that that's going to matter. I mean, they, they need to win. These last two games, they need to win still. because it's, it's a statement more than anything, right? It's a statement that, hey, we are ready for this European Cup. Like, we're here. We know the seriousness of the situation. We're not just going to mess around the way we always have, or at least have the last two 
you know, goes at, at this, uh, uh, qualifying, uh, thing. It's ridiculous. Uh, and you know, the reality is look, uh, whatever happens happens obviously, but if they do miss out again, it'll be because this, the Feder- Italian Federation is just a joke that it is right. It'll, I mean, cause I mean, let's be serious. The FIGC is, is just a joke, whether it comes to running Serie A and all the other leagues or the national team, they seemingly always have managed to just screw things up somehow. Don't know how, but they do. I clearly, I love the FIGC just FYI. Uh, I mean, they're just impressive, impressive. Now, speaking <laughs> speaking of federations that I just love so much with it, with just mm, fondness that I cannot even describe to you, the U.S. Soccer Federation, uh, our team, U.S. is facing Trinidad. Our, it's it's like our kryptonite. This is our well was our kryptonite at one point. We're facing them back to back. Yeah, you know what? It worked. In one game, it was the kryptonite. We don't talk about that night on yeah, October well, 10th, I get 2017. It. I understand. That was there too. Me, okay? That, was, that wasn't uh, fun. First of all, uh, yep, first of you all, can relate. You know, Italy. It's my huh? team too. It's my <laughs> team kidding. too. Don't Thank you very that. much. I'm not a Number Italian, one. So Number I two. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm we, we got to win these two, right? We do <laughs> have to win these two, yes? <laughs> Look, since... <laughs> The two one game we talk don't talk about. Yeah, USA and Trinidad mm-hmm. have played three times. Yes, two in the Gold right. Cup, different Gold Cups, yes. and one is a friendly. Yes, they won six zero, seven zero, six zero. So I expect the same. Yep, it should be two plus win yes. in Trinidad. Agreed, a comfortable win and a drubbing at home. Which the drubbing yes. at home is on absolutely tomorrow, so drub them, have a nice five nothing lead, right. and you don't have to worry about the two one drama happening. But if you win nope. one nothing at home, then yeah, okay, now you got to sweat up. You don't have Pulisic, is also so that too. needs to be said. But that shouldn't matter. That doesn't matter. Yeah, it shouldn't. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Again, shouldn't matter. Like I get it. That's fine. Yes. He is one of our better players, but it 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 doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Like, no Shouldn't. offense to Trinidad. It just it doesn't matter. Easily. USA could Absolutely. field their MLS no, I mean, I agree with you. and they should this game win should this easily. Be put away. 5-0 is what I'm predicting. Um, it's just that's it. But yeah. Like you're gonna line up mm-hmm. tomorrow it'll be probably Balogun Aaron Brendan Aronson. Uh, makes sense. Yeah, with makes sense. maybe Zendayas. Um, on the other mm-hmm. wing, and then Geo as the center for like the um the Cam, uh, Musa and McKenney, and then you yeah. have Jedi Robinson, Miles Robinson, Tim Ream, and maybe not uh Miles Robinson. Chris Chris Richards probably starts over him, um, and then Serginio Dest, Matt Turner and goal. So like you have almost your full eleven outside the Wea and absolutely. Yeah, way up Pulisic. That's really your full eleven. Mm-hmm. So you play that like you win Easily tomorrow should be five plus. And uh, when we play in Trinidad, I mean that that we should also be able to take that game uh, handily as well. But you know, it does sort of pose a different question for me now. We are 
we are flying high for all intents of uh, purposes, right? Uh, intents of purposes, we are on, for the most part, on the up and up. Okay. Does that sound fair? Looking ahead, we've got either Jamaica or Canada to play against, right? And extrapolating further out, there's some tough matchups there, but let's say Panama wins on the other end against Costa Rica and Mexico win against Honduras, right? And let's say we got a final matchup of either the U.S. and Canada versus Mexico. Who do you think is coming out of that semi? U.S. or Canada? I would say the same thing. Yeah. USA. USA. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. Canada had their run. That was a great performance in yeah. World Cup qualifying. <laughs> they have zero trophies to show for right. it. Yeah. Like, that's great. Like, mm-hmm. congrats. You won qualifying, which guess what? USA also won qualifying. Mexico won qualifying. Because the point is to qualify. Yeah. It's not about to come in. Like, yes, I understand from a surface it's exactly. great to come in first. Like, that's nice. But no one cares about that. They care about trophies. Like, you qualify no, for the World Cup to try and win a trophy at yeah. the World Cup. However, Canada put on the worst showing of all those. So, yeah, good night. Right. But right. then you had Nations League mm-hmm. again. USA won. They had yeah. they beat Canada in a game that was for a trophy. And Canada just no, no it was, was outmatched. It it wasn't a game. Like Yeah. It just showed all the like you had the Balgan showing. And same mm-hmm. with when they played Mexico. Like they yes. put Mexico to shame. Like Mexico was embarrassed in that game. Never in a game have I watched between USA and Mexico, USA yeah. dominate the way they did. Mexico had zero chance in that game. And Mexico, though, like, have slightly, they've recovered. Santi Jimenez yeah. might be the best player of all the, if in a combined oh, 11. Insane. What he's pulling. Like, uh, he is scoring goals left and right. Um, so, so it'll be interesting when we get to that time. I mean, we've got a while. Until, for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Copa America, Copa one. America is this mm-hmm. summer. That's the big one. Like that is going to be fun. Like Messi is in America all year. Well, we're included he's in this be tournament in this, the uh, USA. Year, right? When so, I mean, say America, yeah. like he's here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Messi yeah. is there. Like, I right? Mean, Neymar's a big name. I don't know if he's still gonna play. He's hurt. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right. Water yeah, is wet, are. even though 100%. I love Neymar. Brazil's still yeah. really good. Like Vinny Jr., mm-hmm. Rodrigo, like Endrick might be playing. He got called up in this window. So it's just like, yeah. Uh USA should smash Trinidad. Easy. By six plus goals difference. Canada really shouldn't pose a threat. Um mm-hmm. they're good defensively, I guess. Herdman might be out. I'm pretty sure Herdman, Herdman is out. So, yeah. Well, I who mean, knows what goes this there, game goes next for them. Well, these next two games should but, be, like you said, uh, victories for this U.S. team. But I think you know, beyond this, sort of, it's an important final, but it's not the final that we're really like you know waiting on. Right? This team needs to be tested, and it will be tested against some of the best teams in the world in uh, during the Copa America. Right? Which is First of all, I'm I'm just I'm so excited that finally 
finally were included in that tournament. I mean, it made no sense to me for years that the U.S. was not included in Copa America. Like, it just made no sense. It's Copa America, right? The entirety of the South American and North American continents should be combining to play some spectacular football. I mean, can you just think of those matchups? Oh, man. There's going to be some beautiful football happening. And then to follow that up with the World Cup. So it's going to be an exciting, exciting few years here for us. But with that, uh, it is very thank you for joining us today. This, this was it. This is a wrap. We've discussed the last couple of weeks of action. Serie A, the Champions League, Europa League, the Conference League. We've even discussed the international break a little bit. You know, Italy is really in a tough spot. The U.S. is just seemingly flying high. Fantastic action. Enjoy all of the football action that will be happening over the next week or two. Thank you for joining us this week. Thank you for joining me this week, Robbie. Have a great week, everyone. Pleasure like always. And uh, as always, thank you. It was a pleasure. Watch more soccer. There's just never enough. Watch more of it. More everywhere. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, like, follow, subscribe, become a fan. <laughs> that's huge. And of course, if you take one thing from this podcast, that's all I ask is you just remember these words Forza. I'm just going to let you have that that's one. It. It's all right. I'll let you have that one. Let's uh, Forza Italia. Yes, and sir. Uh, also, go USA. Let's do this. Bring it home. Mm-hmm.